welcome back to Walk Me Through This, the podcast with Pastor Don Meeks, His Holiness. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get that reference, you have to go back to the first <laughs> first series we did. So this is our third series. And so our first one was The Thing Is Not The Thing. Our second was How Do You, knew, how do you Know You're Doing the Work? And this third series, we are jumping into three-dimensional living, because that's something that we may have touched on in the last few series. I talk about it a lot because Dawn and I talk about Mm -hmm. it a lot. And I said, I want to get this on record so that people can listen and actually know what the heck 3D living is, because it's not, you know, 3D movies. So Dawn, let's let's jump in and tell us so that people can know what the heck this 3D living is. Well, we need to get this on record so I can figure out what it is also, right? Exactly. Exactly. This is official. Walk me through this, Dawn. Walk me through this. (laughs) Well, it started in conversation probably, what, two, three years ago. We're just talking. And... I said something like, well, that's the difference between being a two, two-dimensional person and a three-dimensional person or a two-dimensional Christian and three-dimensional Christian. And you were like, hold up. Okay, what's that? And or I said, in, or well, in podcast world, say that again. Say that again. <laughs> I said, well, it's like this. <clears throat> okay, so imagine you're looking at a map. You want to go somewhere, right? I mean, then you all may – I'm old enough to remember when we actually used – Things called maps, paper. right? <laughs> paper I maps. Those days. Exactly. And, you know, the map is a representation of the land where you're going, but it is two dimensional. It's flat. Okay. And, you know, you're driving down the road and all of a sudden, oh, well, there's a hill there. You can't see over the hill and your map doesn't tell you, oh, how high. Oh, and mm. you're going up and down and around. And then there's things, there's, there's a, then there's topographical maps, right? And of course, today with our digital technology, you can even take two-dimensional views on your map, you know, you, and you've ever gone to your three-dimensional and it kind of brings you down. And so the, the whole idea, I think, is Two-dimensional living is kind of flat. Three-dimensional living adds depth, perspective. There's a landscape there. And, and I think this is what, this is what I think we're going to explore here. So, Mm -hmm. of course, when you're talking two dimensions, you're talking flat things. You always talk about flat Stanley. Okay. So flat Stanley, we had this. Experience is Flat Stanley still? Uh, I think a, a little thing, bit, maybe. Yeah. I think the kids only know about it because of you. Because I've and I've talked about it as part of the kids' uh, kids' time at Greenwich, yeah. right? And so Flat Stanley is a person that's drawn and he's flat, and you send him around, and you know, you send him. We send him up to New York, and he did all kinds of fun things with Grandpa John. So, um, who wants to be Flat Stanley? Right. Mm-hmm. Who wants to be a flat two dimensional person? Don't you? We are, we are people. We have depth to us. We have a past. We have a future. Mm-hmm. Okay. And even in our present, there's, there's a conversation that we're going to have now, but this is, you know, a Thursday afternoon. You've lived some today. I've lived some today. Mm. And, and so, um, a 
three-dimensional world is much more interesting to explore. There's more texture to it. There's more nuance. There's shade and shadows. And so um, uh, maybe the difference between a picture and a painting and sculpture, mm-hmm. right? Sculpture has – you can walk all the way around that and see – all sides of it, whereas, you know, you look underneath the tudament, oh, I'm looking on the other side of the paper. And it's, and, and so the difference between two-dimensional and three-dimensional living then is living with depth, living mm-hmm. with body, living with texture, living with nuance, living with ambiguity, mm-hmm. which we all love to do that, don't we? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all love the ambiguity. I don't know. Do I? I don't know. <laughs> and, and so... What I, I think part of my experience uh, as a pastor is, you know, folks walk in, um, you know, so there was once upon a time where I didn't know either of you, right? Mm-hmm. And then we get to know each other. What was that like? What was God? that like, oh, you know? Sorry for And you. so <laughs> we, we get to, you, you sit down with somebody for the first time and all you have to go on is what is sitting in front of you. And that's kind of the two-dimensional, just how the person presents. Mm-hmm. You formed an impression based on the outward, okay? You're watching body language. You begin to discern when somebody, you say something and somebody's face kind of goes, hmm, and you go, oh, I'm, well, is there something there that we need to talk about? Mm. That's where two dimensional starts to go to the third dimension. In that conversation, you read something in their face, mm-hmm. some body language shifts, a tone of voice. And so you go, okay, then your brain says, there's probably something I just said that triggered something in their mind that caused their face. But, but imagine you're talking with somebody and there's never a change of expression. That'd be a little odd, wouldn't it? Be playing poker, maybe. Well, <laughs> and so poker players absolutely mm-hmm. want to present as two-dimensional. Yeah. Sure. I don't want to give my tell, right? Mm-hmm. So that you're always looking for the yeah, tell, right? right? The tell is where the third dimension is. It was like, mm-hmm. okay. All right. They start to twitch their right eye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm folding. And so... And so th- there's there's a couple couple angles to this. One is, you know, in in relationship to other people, and then in relationship to ourselves. So, you know, so much of what we've been talking about in the last two series have to do with doing the work mm-hmm. and exploring ourselves. And so I think mostly the context that you and I were talking about some some time ago was how to make sure that we are not. Two-dimensional people. Mm -hmm. Exactly, because I was going to say that, you know, the way I've kind of described it is, you know, oh, two-dimensional is like what you see is what you get with someone. And not in an integrity point of view, but just that's that's really all it's going to. It's all you got. Um, But I wanted to shift it, and and you just did that thank thank you, um, where it's like it's not about other people. It's about, you know, ourselves and kind of taking Mm -hmm. that next level – you know, thinking, processing, mm-hmm. going deeper, mm-hmm. uh, what that means, what that looks like. So, yeah. And so some of the challenge, I think, is that we discover ourselves in relationship with people. God has made us to be in yes. relationship. That's part of that Genesis chapters one, two and three. Right. God made us 
uh, in his own image, and there's there's three yet one in the mystery of the Trinity, God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So we are made with the stamp of a relational community. Mm-hmm. So we're made for relationship. It was not good for Adam to be alone, and so God makes Eve. And so there's so there's there's relationship. We're made for community, made for relationship. <clears throat> And so the way we discover kind of our own third dimension, as it were, is in relationship to other people. I want to kind of stop and maybe just either have you repeat that or just kind of go over it again from a different perspective. Because my thought was, okay, Don, you explained the difference between two-dimensional and three-dimensional living. Mm -hmm. So if you're – you know, if if there's a listener or – for me, what we did a few years ago was like, whoa, hold up. Like, how do I make sure I'm living mm-hmm. three-dimensionally? Mm-hmm. So kind of, you know, going back to that, what does that look mm-hmm. like or how do mm-hmm. you get there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so it's the assumption that God intends for us to live three-dimensionally. And this is this is a concept that I would guess you and I have hatched together, right? I mean, you know, it was in conversation that we – hit upon this this analogy. So what I would say is that I think we're in, God intends for us to live in that third dimension, not just flat appearances. Um, probably going to mix my metaphors here. It's okay. I'll bring you back. Okay. Thank you. So we have a past mm-hmm. and we're living in the present, but we live towards a future. Okay. And, and so I think part of the third dimension, and maybe you could, you know, tease it out fourth dimension, but is this sense of, I want to live as one who understands as best I can my own past. Um, mm. so, so, so we're recon, it's reconciling our past. It's, it's, it's incorporating lessons from the past into our lives. It's not, cause a lot of times what we'll do is we'll just, you know, I had a bad thing happen back there and I lock it up. Just lock whoop, it up. You know, up. I don't want to do the work. This is mm-hmm. why doing the work is probably the key to mm-hmm. moving into that third dimension and yes. starting to live there. Okay. So a lot of it is, you know, as so we suggested in the last series, doing the work, stuff that we're experiencing in the present often has its roots. In the past, experiences we've had, family or, you know, youth, you know, adolescence, college, whatever. And so as we do the work, all of a sudden we start to, okay, that's why I do what I do. That's why I react the way I react. And so that's what starts to bring depth and body to ourselves. So I move instead of, okay, oh, there's that scary thing again. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the scary thing when I was five and 15 and 25. I sure don't like it now. I'm just going to pretend it's not there. And so the, the situation happens and we react two-dimensionally. Mm. Oh, I, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm the furthest thing from good. Mm-hmm. It's that I haven't done the work. So I haven't rec- – as opposed to imagine that thing happens and you go – Wow. Okay. It's happening again. And somebody says, what? I said, well, every time I'm in this kind of situation, 
I find myself kind of reacting because I've I've figured out I'm I'm figuring myself out that something happened way back there. All of a sudden, you're now talking to a person at a completely different level. That person is now experiencing you three dimensionally, right? Because you're you're harvesting your you know your past, as it were, mm-hmm. and bring so you're no longer just a flat person, flat Stanley that's just mm-hmm. sitting in front of them. All of a sudden, there is depth to you. You're bringing the depth of of time mm-hmm. and reflection and understanding into a present moment. Now, of course, that confronts that person with the opportunity to live yeah. two dimensionally. Well, hey, that's great. Glad. <laughs> Glad you're figuring yourself out. I'm going to move on to something else. Something else. Because <laughs> that is, that is, I can't go there. Because it's too, because all of a sudden, uh, the, the, the being in the presence of an authentic human who's figuring their own stuff out is very enriching for many people, but very frightening for others. So basically, I just was thinking, okay, then tying our series <clears throat> together, which we didn't even do on purpose, which is. The thing is not the thing. You need to figure out what the real thing is mm-hmm. so that you can start doing the work so that you can live a fulfilled three-dimensional life. Bingo. Boom. We're done now. Boom. We are done. <laughs> Don't drop the mic. Don't yeah. drop the mic. I'll, we'll just have the little airdrop right now. <laughs> because, I mean, I've seen it, you know, with myself and with others that the power of doing the work leads to the three-dimensional. Because Correct. years ago I asked you – I remember saying to you, can, does, can every, is everyone, I can't think how I named it, but like, are people, is everyone capable of living a three-dimensional life? And I said, I hope, absolutely. Yes. But, but <laughs> you have to, to do, do the, the work. work. And in doing the work, you have to understand the thing is not, not the, the thing. thing. And then you have to push through that hard work. Correct. Correct. And that's where, you know, now that's the gift of time. And yeah. I had some quote that I had written. It was like, that time can be a gift when I basically said that time can be a gift when you do the work because if you don't mm. do the work, then time just becomes more repression. Absolutely. But if you do the work, then you have that gift of time, and yeah. you can see the difference, and you can revisit stuff. And this is this goes back we talked about on the last series doing the work that spiral staircase, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that these you're going to get triggered. There's going to be things that come up. But you're able to have the opportunity to say, wow, I used to react like this and I can feel those feelings coming up. But now, you know, I either look at it differently or. Well, and, and so the, the so this is where the future then pulls into three dimensional living, because I think those who are doing the work, time is the gift. The future then is not a scary place. Yeah. Because for some folks, the future is kind of as ah, I don't want to think about the future. I don't want to think about my kids growing up and moving out and moving on. Well, why not? Because I have such an identity as a dad or a mom. I draw so much of my own identity from this thing. I hold on to my kids and I'm thinking, Help, get those kids out of here. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, kids. If you're- that's right. That's right. <laughs> but, but so hope yeah. is the thing that when we, when we conceive of a future in a positive way, that's Hope, biblically mm. speaking, theologically speaking, that's what hope is. There's a, it's a yeah. confidence about the future, not a fear of the future. Hope is when we conceive of the future in a positive way. In a light. positive way. That's great. Yep. And, and Christians can do that because we have this deep rooting in the understanding of what our God has done for us in Jesus mm. Christ. 
that scary things aren't always so scary. It was really scary on Good Friday for the apostles. What, mm. what is going on here? We thought, ah! And so they're hiding in the upper room. They're afraid. You know, Peter is denied Jesus, all kinds of stuff. And then the third day he's raised and they're like, oh, okay, we didn't have this category in our head. Mm-hmm. And then they they learn. And so Jesus comes to them and all of a sudden, oh, you mean scary things aren't always bad things or bad things are not always scary things and bad things are not always the end of the thing. Oh, and so the future starts to open up. Mm-hmm. But so many people live with such anxiety and such fear of the future. So it, part of my experience yeah. in conversation, pastoral conversation with folks, when people can, when they think of the future, they often think in terms of a negative future. Mm-hmm. Well, and also from when you were talking, I thought that that goes back to the past, though. If I confront the pain of my past, it will ruin my future. Correct. Where really the secret is when you confront the pain of your past, that it, gives you the gift. It of opens up the future. future. Yeah. Now, and of course, we do the work over time. And mm-hmm. so it's not like, okay, I did the work last Tuesday afternoon. I'm ready to go now. It's ongoing. And yeah. so that's... Um, and it's that spiral staircase because it, it, it's almost like it doesn't ever... Correct. It just gets better but as we visit uh tough spots again as we're as we're uh, you know going up that spiral staircase oh there i go again i'm feeling that same way again oh but i'm viewing it from a different place so now i've got some depth to it right and of course the spiral staircase is not flat it mm-hmm. it's and so there's there's actually deme- a third dimension mm. right so uh, pop up books you know there's going to pop up you know we yeah. love oh it's a pop up book you know <laughs> yeah. master of disguise so you and kids love the pop up books don't they there's something almost in, intrinsic to the human being you know that the child loves they love to draw but all of a sudden, when the drawing can come alive, you know, the pop-up. I love pop-up books. I love still. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about the kids. I love them. And, and, and so it's all of that. Um, it's all of that depth, all mm-hmm. of that texture, all of that. Um, and and uh, you know, the artists that can paint into the third dimension. Is, mm-hmm. I'm still a stick figure guy. I mean, I just I just that's I just have never labored. I think I could yeah. learn to. I think it's you know, the artist is in all of us. But I've just contented myself with stick figure land. But uh, uh, Turner, our, our oldest son, has artistic ability. And, and I know many others who do. Um, your mother, Linda, ha- has artistic. And how they can take on two dimensions represent the third dimension and get depth. It's just, it, But it's shade and it's shadow. And, of course, the stuff of our lives are the shade and the shadow that make us interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that I mean, and perspective. It's perspective, <sighs> yeah. and that's where the good stuff is, though. I mean, I think about relationships and the the more you know, of course, authentic, vulnerable, deeper you are, the more you l- lean into that third dimensional living. That I feel like is where the magic happens with relationships. No question. And you know, if you struggle with with relationships. I can't speak for everyone or every scenario, but I would say that it often comes down to not reconciling 
the internal stuff because you can't connect with others on deeper levels until you kind of connect with yourself on that deeper Correct. level. And the language deeper level is the third dimension, mm-hmm. right? So when we – so professional relationships often stay flat, yep. right, for lots of reasons. You yep. know, we just – a handshake, an agreement. We don't ask too much. We talk about the weather and the sports, but we don't ask about the kids. How's your marriage mm-hmm. in the context of a personal uh, – I'm sorry, professional relation. Now, my mm-hmm. profession allows for this. Yeah. But, you know, if you're signing contracts, you're talking to your mortgage person, you're out there – you know, with a, a contractor on working on your house, you're not going deep mm-hmm. with them. That would feel inappropriate. And so professional relationships, we want to keep somewhat two-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Boundaries. 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 Okay. That's professional boundaries. Okay. But in marriages and friendships, uh, in families, in church life, you know, cultivating mm-hmm. spiritual life and between parents and children, you know, some of the saddest thing that would ever be is when parents and children are two-dimensional towards each other. Yep. And a lot of times they are because there are wounds. Usually mm-hmm. it's the parent to the child. And yeah. so the child then grows up into life kind of yeah. two-dimensionally. Yeah. Every time I felt this and I tried to talk about it, mommy or daddy said, Shut you down. Shut you down. And so I learned to tuck that away. And no wonder we struggle in marriage then, because mm. in marriage, we, we hit the same things, and then we fall back on the two-dimensional habits of, I don't want to go deeper. Mm-hmm. In a relationship where you should be as three-dimensional as possible. If ever there's a place for three-dimensional living, it is in marriage and particularly with children. So, so – Don, what do you have in store to continue this conversation? Because we'll wrap up this. Mm-hmm. I think that was a great mm-hmm. introduction to kind of what the – I shouldn't say what the heck is. <laughs> I get so fired up. What this three-dimensional living is. Because um, I would love to kind of – I feel like this is one of those things that people want to go there. And we touched on the fact of, you know, you have to reconcile old things. And then, mm-hmm. gosh, man, you just brought up in the last two minutes like so much stuff. So we're going to um, wrap this up and we'll come back. So thank you, Don. Good. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.